All right, here we go. Uh, CC Weekly. Yeah, week three. For the, yeah, for the week of August 7th. Uh, that'll be the right. Sunday that this is uploaded to, in podcast form and full-length video for the Patreon members. I will be officially 30 then. Ooh, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, happy early birthday. Thank you. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. That's crazy. Uh, so let's talk about some news, gaming news. What do we got? Two things, two big things. Three, well, one big thing, one sort of thing. <laughs> Neither of that big. <laughs> a couple of things. So uh, we'll start off uh, with Nintendo, because obviously uh, we talk about Nintendo news every week. Every so week. that's the way it's going to be. Yep. Uh, then... The Nintendo Power Library, from issue 1 to issue 119, something like that, 145, somewhere around there, um, is all uploaded to archive.org. Yeah. So, I looked into who did this, whether this was done by Nintendo or whether it was done by a fan. And who was it? Well, one of the websites that I read, I believe it was GameSpot, mm-hmm. said Nintendo has uploaded uh, the Nintendo Power Library to archive.org up to this date. And I thought to myself, that sounds really strange. It why, sound right. why the fuck would Nintendo upload it to archive.org and not to their own site? Yeah. So then I went to the website itself, uh, to the link. I read through some of them, which is fantastic, by the way. Free um, service. Free. And uh, yeah. it looks like it's definitely done by a person. Uh, Jason Scott, I believe, was the name of the archivist whose uh, file it was. Uh, he's one of the one of the main one of the major contributors to archive.org. He has his website or his web. His email is actually, it's like jason at archive.org. So he's one of the people there. Um, but I believe he, this was uploaded by a person. Uh, when you read through issue one at the back, there's a postcard you can send in. And the one in the example is actually filled out. Oh. Uh, and it's not filled out by Bill Trinian. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's no way it's Nintendo. Um, no. That begs the other question is, will this, like, are they going to, would they care about this? Would they allow this to stay up? Who knows? Hmm. Um, should they allow it to stay up? Yes, most definitely. Yeah, I don't um, know. they're not doing anything with it. This is a fantastic way for people to go back and reread these uh, these articles from Nintendo Power. For those of you who don't know, Nintendo Power was essentially um, a monthly commercial for Nintendo products. It wasn't a super respected news source. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like EGN or a little or, uh, <laughs> uh, any of the uh, like the big review magazines. It was really just a Nintendo commercial, but it came with tips and tricks and maps for Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, and it's also cool because you can sort of see how the industry develops over the course of uh, 10 years, really, mm. or three years, or however long it's there, 1991 <coughs> to 2000, or 1998 to 2000 and whatever. Have you tried uh, using it on like an iPad? I do. I have actually the, the first issue How's it look? saved. Does, does it fill the screen? So when you go to archive.org, you have the option to view it in different formats or download it. I uh, viewed it as a PDF in mm-hmm. Safari. If you're using an iPad or an iPhone, uh, open the link in the Safari app, view the item as a PDF, and then at the top it gives you the option to open in iBooks, and then you flip through it like an actual book in iBooks. Oh, very And it'll cool. be saved there forever. Oh, cool. So it's easy to, to access, easy to read. Super easy to access, super easy cool. to read, and super cool that this is somebody took the time to upload these. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're going to finish uploading all of the library. It would be really cool if they did, uh, but I really hope that Nintendo doesn't Care. tell them like. <laughs> Nintendo's really weird when it comes to their stuff, so there's a, yeah. there's a huge possibility that they're going to send this guy a cease and desist, you know what I mean, yeah. and say, pull that down, that's our intellectual property, you don't have the right to that. Right. They're uh, pretty protective. Yeah, so, I mean, I recommend going and grabbing them all now while you can, just in case, <laughs> because, um, 
Uh, Nintendo, please don't do that. It would be a really <laughs> shitty thing to do. I know you're watching this. Yeah, Reggie. Uh, I know you're watching. Listen. Don't uh, leave it up there. Let fans enjoy it. Let new a new generation of gamers see you know, Nintendo, Nintendo Power. And let people who are into retro games, like the NES Mini, when that comes out, let Coming. them be able to use these... Uh, digital guides to help them beat your digital games. Like, that would be fantastic. That's a great point. You know? Uh, so, if it's not uploaded by Nintendo, which I don't believe it is, Nintendo, please leave it up there. Don't be a scumbag. Um, that would be a really shitty move to do. One of the games is Castlevania 2, right? Exactly. And you definitely need to go. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, yeah. Hopefully they leave it up. So, let's do that at number one. I like it. I like it. Uh, I like the second one, too. It's... Sega related, so it's like yeah, that's the both world. We are jumping back to the to the eight bit, sixteen bit battles here. Yeah, yeah. So this next one is uh, some Sonic news. Actually, mm -hmm. uh, we re Sonic recently had his twenty fifth birthday. Um, so S Sega announced two new Sonic games coming in twenty seventeen. Yeah. One that got the internet a buzz, and one that uh, got the internet asleep. So. Um, Which one did you like? So the first one uh, that I'm going to talk about is uh, Sonic Mania, which is being done by uh, Head Cannon, Christian Whitehead, and another game company's name I can't remember. All right. This one is a. It harkens back to 2D side-scrolling Sonic, and Christian Whitehead specifically, he uh, he did a the Sonic One, Two, and Sonic CD iOS remasters. He came up with them on his own, pitched the idea. And Sega was like, you know what, those are good. Those handle pretty well. You yeah. built them on your own engine, so let's do those. So he's the one who's leading Sonic Mania. And they're taking Sonic back to 2D. They're giving him back his, his uh, skin-colored arms instead of blue arms. So It looks that, good. It looks awesome. It does. I mean, if you're a Sonic fan and you love the original, old-school, 16-bit Sonic, this is the game for you. Yes. They're, they're going back through old stages. They're remastering old stages. You have the opportunity to play as Sonic as Tails or as Knuckles, and uh, it's going to be, uh, it looks like it's going to be a love letter uh, to all the fans of original old school Sonic. Yeah. And uh, it's, again, which seems to be the theme lately, tugging on the nostalgia heartstrings. Yeah. Looks really good, looks really cool. It's coming for PS4, Xbox One, and I think PC it said. I didn't see. So a lot of people are really excited about that. I know a lot of Sonic fans are excited about that. And it should be a big hit. And I think that's going to be, of the, because so the second announcement, I'll say, was another Sonic game. But it's a 3D Sonic game, maybe. Uh, it's being done by the same people who did Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. Huzzah. Um, was there any gameplay in the trailer? No. It I was a strict video trailer of this dystopian future where it looks like Mr. Robotnik has completely destroyed the world. And Sonic is there to fight him, but he needs help. And who will... Who better than to show up and help Sonic than uh, another Sonic? It's what? It's so <laughs> Sonic is running down the street and it says, "But you won't fight alone." And then another Sonic, like it's him. There's two of them. Runs onto the screen. So does that means like multiplayer. I don't know. I don't understand how this would work. It's not a direct sequel. They have announced that it is not a direct sequel to Sonic Generations, um, but it looks. Was three, it two three, different types of Sonics? Uh, no, they look identical. There was a difference in their shoes. One of them had red shoes with a white band at the top, and one of them had red shoes with two white bands across the toe. Oh, my. Anyway. Fuck me. <laughs> um, it looked... I, I don't know what it looked like. It was a, It looked like a trailer for a movie. There was no gameplay footage. They talked about this on the Easy Allies podcast um, a lot. 
they? If your trailer, if you're just showing me a trailer of, of cinematic footage, who gives a fuck? Like that, yeah. that tells me nothing about the game. That tells me that you had some guy with a pen and a digital pad drop a Sonic trailer. Show me some gameplay. Yeah. But based on the people that are making this, uh, based on the fact that it looks like it's a 3D Sonic, and based on the fact that you have no gameplay, and I feel like you're only making it because you're terrified Sonic Mania might be a huge hit. Um, I don't suspect it's going to do very good. And that one's coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and the NX. Ah, another yeah. NX game. Yeah. That's like one of, what, three NX? That is the first official third-party NX game announced. No, because Ubisoft announced one at E3. I don't know, man. Well, this might have been at E3. But this was, like, Maybe. if you look up Project Sonic, it was announced as the first third-party uh, title announced. The, the official first third-party title announced for the Wii U. Or for the NX. What? Yeah. Did did Ubisoft give a name or did they just say it was just dance? We're making it. Oh, that's not a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just dance. This was at E3. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's crazy. Um, um, I yeah. like the other one that looks like like Sonic CD. Looks like it'll be fun. Yeah, it looks really good. But yeah, I don't know anything about this other one. <laughs> a lot of Sonic fans, I think, are going to be really excited for that one. And I think the new one is probably going to be a Sonic uh, Boom or Bust. That's the title of this clip. Bum, Sonic bum. Boom bum. or Bust. Oh, I love it. Clickbait, here we go. So that's uh, CC Weekly. All right. Any more news today? Um, I think that's it. That was a pretty dry week, really. I mean, there's some more Pokemon Go stuff. We'll be talking about Pokemon Go every week. Yeah. People are really upset because the tracking system isn't working. Oh, no. Hmm. A lot of boycotts. Pokemon, say it ain't so. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> so uh, up next, we have CC Update. Woo! This is a segment of the show where we talk about what is happening in the Cartridge Club, mm. uh, in the community itself, uh, on the website, on the forums, and with the other channels that contribute to the club. Yep. So this week we're going to start off, uh, it is the first show of August, so we're happy to announce the August game of the month is the indie platform smash hit by Yacht Club Games Shovel Knight. It's amazing, man. It I, is a lot of fun. I guess it's probably already out there. I beat yeah. I sat down. And I beat it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't stop playing it. It's uh, so good. This is the first club game that I've beaten in a very long time. And it's it's day... I beat it on the third, I think. So. Nice. <laughs> uh, seven hours, 27 minutes for me playtime. Yeah. The, the game, it harkens back to the glory days of the NES. Uh, and it is fantastic. I it cannot is. wait to talk about this. We've got three great guests lined up. Dude. But, uh, so, that being said, hop over to the forums at www.cartridgeclub.ca. And tell us Definitely. if you've played it. Definitely. Did you like it? .org, not .ca. <laughs> We're on a new site. New site. Um, yeah, tell let us, us know. if you played it. Yeah. Favorite bosses, favorite music, favorite stages, favorite weapons. Yeah. Uh, have you played the Plague Knight DLC? Nice. Are you looking forward to the Spectre Knight DLC? What about Yacht Club Games giving away free DLC? Who does that? That's crazy. <laughs> what are they, Nintendo? What? Wait. Uh, all right, so uh, <laughs> Shovel Knight is the August game of the month. We're playing it all month. We're streaming it on Wednesdays. We're talking about it. We're tweeting about it. Uh, hashtag Shovel Knight. Hashtag Cartridge Club. Yeah, man. Also, uh, we got some member news. We have reached, recently reached 150 members in 13 different countries. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. We are global. So uh, how do we know where the members live? Well, that's easy. Uh, if you go uh, to Where in the World over on the Cartridge Club uh, website, you can actually drop a pin where you live to help us track where all the members are. Not specifically your address. We're not coming to find you. Uh, well, maybe you, Donnie. I am... Maybe coming to find you. We're coming. But uh, go on there, drop your pin, let us know where you live so we can help track that. Keep an eye on how many people we have. It's pretty cool seeing that they were on that map. It's, pretty it's crazy. Uh, my mind all over the world. Somebody in Japan is a member of the Cartridge Club. 
Bucks. Who? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, as well, I want to say uh, a huge welcome to a brand new Cartridge Club member. Uh, NJ Retro, which I assume stands for New Jersey Retro. Seems likely. Uh, he, uh, he's been watching the Cartridge Club content for a long time, but he's only recently uh, braved into the forums. So uh, he's new to Twitter, he's new to YouTube. So I want everybody to give NJ Retro a huge welcome to the family. Uh, you have come to the best community on the internet to hang out in, my friend. And we're definitely looking forward to hearing from you on the forums and on Twitter. So everybody make sure you uh, you shoot him a follow, you shoot him a, a, a like, mm -hmm. and check out his YouTube channel. I'm surprised that he is new to the community because he is so active that you wouldn't even know he's new. He's, like, yeah. he's very active. <laughs> he's nice easily guy. the coolest member of the Cartridge Club from New Jersey. Wait, isn't Rambox from... Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as well, uh, that's it for member news, but we have some content news. Um, the incorrigible J-Rock the Game Rocker mm -hmm. has uh, returned to his weekly upload schedule. He's back. People who are familiar with J-Rock, they know that he used to do a weekly Monday upload called uh, Between a Rock and a Hard Place. And they, it. they started off as a maximum 10-minute uh, update show, blog about his life in gaming that week, yep. and they uh, quickly spiraled out of control into 30-minute sprawling videos of him <laughs> talking about whatever the fuck he wants. I remember watching him drink eggnog and yeah. relaxing. It was a good time. Yeah. Now, then he turned it into quite a show by the end. Like, you could actually see the evolution. It's a Wayne's World-esque romp. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I like it. <laughs> so J-Rock is now uh, moving to a new time slot on Thursdays. Every Thursday he's going to upload a new video. Uh, at the time of this recording, he'll have two of them up for that new cycle. But uh, right now you can check out his video uh, from the Adams family, uh, him and his uh, sister playing it. Which is kind of an apt game for, for him and his sister to play. <laughs> I never thought about yeah. it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, as well, there's a new Bonus Barrel podcast. There's a new STC podcast uploaded. And a new In the Q Dog House. Uh, all great shows. There's a lot going on, Don't man. Don't miss those. If you're not sure what days to check these out on, check the event calendar at www.cartridgeclub.org. Mm -hmm. And they're happy to tell you. But it's Bonus Barrel Mondays, Q Dogs Tuesdays, STC, STC Pod Fridays. Wow. I haven't heard the latest STC Pod. The one that's tomorrow? No, yesterday's. Oh, I heard last it. Friday's. Because I uh, we learned I, a lot about Bill. See, I try to listen to the show when I'm at the gym, but lately I've been going with Colleen, so my gym time has been shortened to like a half an hour on the treadmill, uh, and then I'm doing weights with her. Uh, so she likes to take the headphones off and actually talk to each other at that part. <laughs> so I don't get a chance to listen to the podcast <laughs> as much. You know what I mean? Uh, so I am behind on that, and I can't wait to hear it. Was there anything good? We learned a lot about Bill. Yeah, a lot of Q and A from the from the from the listeners. Did you send in a question? Uh, I might have. I don't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear it. Speaking of their Q&A and SCC pod, their 100th episode is coming up soon. And over at the forums, they've got a, a specific uh, form for what they should do for their, their 100th episode. Everybody needs to jump over there if you're a, a listener of SCC pod and you enjoy them. And give them a comment. Uh, or even just a, you know, a, a good job and tell them what, what you would like to hear for their 100th episode. I don't, I don't remember who... Who said it? But somebody said either a twenty-four or twelve-hour marathon, and I thought that was a great idea. That is a great idea. <laughs> you can tune in all day, you know, yep. whenever you can. Check it out whenever. That would be awesome. Yeah. They could do twelve hours each. I like it. I like it. Or yeah, have an overlap maybe. Do a twenty <laughs> hours and have a four-hour overlap. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd also like to know where Joe is getting his extra money. Oh boy, straight up. So that's it, Joe. We're calling you out. Uh, we sort of uh, hinted at it, and by hinted at it, I mean we asked you straight up last week. <laughs> This week, I'm calling you out. <laughs> it wasn't even a hint. Where's that extra money coming from? Yeah. Uh, in the Q-Dog host this week, both Mr. 
and uh, Mrs. Q Dog were rocking the new Cartridge Club T-shirts, which I'm also wearing. <sighs> yeah, apparently, um, it hopefully is in my, my mailbox. I think today. yours is probably with Musty's. Musty Hobbs doesn't is, have his still. His is in Michigan. Oh man, yeah. still Musty lives in England. I've been watching his updates. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but I, I checked it yesterday. It wasn't there. I haven't checked it today though. Yeah, but yeah. So uh, what else we got? Uh, so the August, uh, sorry, the July poll was your what's your favorite Zelda game? It was yep. during the Majora's Mask month, and the winner was Ocarina of Time, followed very very closely by A Link to the Past mm -hmm. and Link's Awakening. So this month, that's probably my top three. I mean, really? my number one one. Yeah. You know what? I I could even say that that's my top three right there in a row. Really? It, not A Link Between Worlds. I like A Link Between Worlds, but not as much as a Link to the Past. Oh, uh, no, I mean, I have it. Link's Awakening? Come on. I'm Link's Awakening. I've never played it. You were in for a treat, my friend. Well, I'm going to have to get it. Yeah. And then motivate myself to play it. How could I possibly do that? <laughs> so this month, we're voting on your favorite indie platformer. Um, is it platformer or just indie game? I think it's just platformers. It says platformer. So favorite indie platformer. So check that out over at www.charactersclub.org. Uh, vote for your favorite one. Pro tip, the answer is Shovel Knight. We've already been playing the best one. Uh, form news. We've got a new Pokemon Go thread that Dean set up. Dean Lasagna is a, a Pokemon Go player. He wanted to see how many clubbers were, were playing it. Uh, right now, there is a lot of activity on there. A lot of people saying that they're for Team Valor, and a lot of other people ashamedly admitting that they're not. Um, Instinct so, is the best team, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I wonder how many people are still playing now that... It, the trackers program. So what we'll do, instead of talking about who's number one right now and who's got the top uh, Pokemon caught versus seen and stuff, I'm going to wait till next week. So if you are playing Pokemon Go still, jump over there, update that so Dean can get that up for us, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it next week, maybe in our rant or something. Okay. And as well, uh, Lo is doing a uh, sort of the thread for New York Comic Con. She wants to know what club members are going, who wants to hang out. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm not going because I can't. Pretty and... As well, we got an Xbox Live game recommendations thread from Vintage. He recently got an Xbox 360 hey. and shelled out the uh, $13 a month or whatever it is, $6 a month for Xbox Live, which is a big deal for him. So it let is. him know some free games he can get from there because chances are he's not going to want to pay for them. <laughs> Just kidding, Vintage. Love you. <laughs> you're, you're not kidding. I'm not kidding. He admits it. <laughs> and, uh, I want free. I, I only get, like, that's why I don't have Live or even PS Plus. I just, I don't know. Shouldn't have to pay for online. Agreed. Although, the Xbox Live online setup is quite robust, and I attribute that to the fact that you have to pay for it. That makes sense. That makes sense. All I know is No Man's Sky, I don't have to pay for it, so... Well, that's good. Uh, you only have to pay for the game. It's not going to ever release, is it? It's coming out next, next week. Oh, is it? Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's already out. Somebody already beat it. <laughs> you can't. You couldn't beat Somebody, it. I thought it was like a million it years. It was like six, six, 60 hours or something, but he was alone. Like, there was nothing standing in his way. He's the only guy. So he owns every planet now. No, no, no. Okay, they released a number. It's like 146 quintillion planets or something like that. If so how did he beat it? I thought, there, I thought it was just an exploration game. The whole game is to get to the center of the Earth, or sorry, center of the universe, is the ultimate goal. And you have to upgrade your ship and stuff to get there. Or you can also go and explore and, and discover planets. So every planet that he discovered is now his and nobody else can get it? Well, anybody can go to it, but it's named after whatever planet he visited. But that's bullshit. So this guy got it a week he, early? It leaked. It, it wasn't supposed to. He paid $1,300 Why wasn't this it? in our news section? Oh, oops. <laughs> so this guy has already named a bunch of planets. I'm assuming. I would. Did he name them horrible, disgusting things? I don't know. Because I certainly would. 
I don't know what he named them. Like, shit delay. But cartridgeclub.org will be named after a lot of planets. Perfect. <laughs> well, well maybe not if he's out there naming planets right now. I would not sleep. I would spend every waking hour naming every planet. So when that game launched, everybody who played it was like, what the fuck? So that, that's what they were talking about. You would have, if you went to every planet for one second, which you couldn't, it would take you like 236 billion years. I would just circle the center of the planet because everybody's going to the center. Yeah. Nobody's going to the fringes. But it's expanding. So circle the center. It's constantly expanding. Well, that's even better. As you circle it, then it expands out. No, but then the new planet, the planets that are closest to the center will now be like, wait, like... It, it yeah, but just keep, it, just keep circling the center and letting it expand. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. And then you'll have waves... Well, I don't know. We have waves of douche canoe going out to <laughs> the names of the planet. That's what you're going to name planets? Yeah, douche canoe and shit waffle. That'd be the two. <laughs> Those are my two. Anyway, cartridgeclub.org. We're going to get a group together. We're all going to play. We're all going to name... I mean, I'm going to name it. I don't know why everybody else is going to name it, but it's going to be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the NSCC update. Um, so we're going to move on to our next segment, I think. All right. What is next? What, are you serious, man? Spotlight? Spotlight. Hey, I remembered. <laughs> next we, up, we got some rose, right? We are doing rose. We got Perfect. CC Spotlight. So there it is. Cats out of the bag. Or in this case, the rabbits out of the bag. Oh, this is recording. The rabbits out of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our CC Spotlight. Every week, we highlight a member of the Cartridge Club who uh, has done something amazing, who has inspired oh, us, who right. has... <laughs> Sorry. We just randomly picked someone that we like. And this week we chose uh, Lamour Lapin mm -hmm. uh, uh, of Retro Fandango naming fame uh, as the two uh, two hosts yeah. struggled to, to realize the very simple French name. Um, it's funny she, uh, to say it, though. But well, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's been making a lot of videos and stuff lately. She's extremely active. She deserves a good spotlight. She is, yeah. So she's on YouTube. Uh, she has a few videos up on there. You can definitely check out. They're pretty good. She uh, plays... Uh, there was a weird one. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, Mary... Chuck fuck, Chuck fuck Mary or something like that? Or, I don't, apparently, it's a popular game that people play all the time. I've never played this game. Um, what, she plays that. Chuck, it's like Chuck fuck Mary or Mary fuck Chuck. Or, I don't know. Anyway, you, have to, you have to pick... What celebrity you would marry, which one you would have, have sex with, and which one you would throw away out of a selection oh. three. And she, one comes off, it's Clint Eastwood, Robert Redford, and Paul Newman. And Robert Redford is stunning. And like, when they, it's, it's young Redford. Oh, okay. And she decides to throw him away, and she keeps like, uh... Hey man, to each their own. Paul Newman, who's got like that pointy chin and nose. <laughs> I, I, to each their own, right? Yeah, well she fucked that up. <laughs> But no, Rose is awesome. She's super yep. active on the forums. She she's active on Twitter. She's very friendly. She's a sweet girl. Uh, she's coming to the Barry Game Exchange. She actually had to rearrange her cottage uh, vacation weekend, uh, which she hasn't actually done yet as of the time of this recording. But I'm certain that by the time she's you guys hear this podcast, she it. will have done that. And she may or may not be on a certain podcast sometime this month. That's right. She might also be coming to talk about uh, a game. <laughs> An indie game. So subtle. I don't know what, what game. <laughs> so definitely check out Rose Lamour yeah. Lepin. Nice girl. Uh, she is fantastic. Yep. And um, that's it for CC Spotlight this week. All right. What's left? Q and rant. Rant. Q and a? Rant. Rants and CC rants first. Rants are first. So we're gonna talk about rants. All right. Uh, I'm just bringing up CC answers for when it's time. So okay. today's rant is is this the physical or digital? Physical versus digital. So we're going to do a quick discussion slash rant on physical versus digital content. Uh, who prefers what? 
what Kevin, the benefits are to both. Kevin kind of asked the question yeah. almost around this. So Kevin's, yeah, Kevin uh, buried on Mars and sp- at buried underscore on underscore Mars. Uh, <laughs> I do it for everyone else. I'm doing, oh, okay, I'm right. doing it for Kevin. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, uh, he asked, uh, I think it was a question for CC Answers because he replied to the tweet about that, but he didn't actually use the hashtag. And he wanted uh, P2 to explain the difference between a plug and play and a digital download because P two no, no it week, wasn't it was how is it having a plug and play the same physical as physical copy yeah or exactly yeah that's what it, it was, was kind of confusing because P two mentioned that with the new NES Mini you'd have a physical copy of these thirty games I would not have a physical copy of these thirty games I have a physical device that has these thirty games on it right but you don't technically own the physical copies of the game no um, and I think maybe that confused him. Maybe. So I want to talk about digital versus physical. Okay. That sort of inspired this discussion. Um, okay. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Because I know you are a hard stance against digital. I'm not against digital. I mean, for other people that want digital, it's awesome. It's, it's cheaper. It's more efficient. It's easier to access. I mean, everything about digital is better, except you can't hold it. <laughs> That's the only thing. And I like to be able to hold the things that I purchase, tangible objects, that's what I like to collect. Mm-hmm. That's just all mental stigma. There's nothing wrong with digital. It's just I don't like it. So Kevin raised a good question today on Twitter that I want to bring up. So the NES Mini is okay because it's a physical item you can hold that has 30 games on it. Yeah. Why then is eShop titles on the Wii U not okay because you can physically hold your Wii U? Well, they're okay, except the difference is that... Well, think about it this way. The NES Mini is, what, 60 bucks? Yeah. It's like buying a compilation disc. Think of it like that. Okay. You're buying a game with 60 games on it. But I'm not buying a compilation disc. I'm buying a whole... Phys- in that specific case, I'm buying an entire console that has to be hooked up and use up an HDMI port on my TV all the time just to play those 30 games. Is that a problem? As opposed to a compilation disc that goes in my PS3, Xbox 360, or whatever other console that is mm-hmm. already hooked up that plays other things. Okay, I guess we could even discuss so eShop titles. Right now. eShop titles on the Wii U. Uh, if I like, I, I own Shovel Knight on there, but I've bought quite a few eShop titles. Right, and on my 3DS as well, I have actually shifted my my mentality on no digital, and I have actually embraced digital. Um, and I do see a lot, a of, lot of benefits. There is. <laughs> so, I how is it better to have a, a separate box that has to use up that HDMI port and a power port on your mm-hmm. wall? Uh, as opposed to having your Wii U or your PS3 or whatever, use well, and just playing the games on there. Because in the case of the PS3, mm-hmm. you can transfer those games that you bought to the new console. Mm. So they move with you. Now you just asked, how is it better? It's not better. It's only better if you like having something to put on your shelf. That's it. Put your Wii U on your shelf. The only difference between having that plug and play and downloading them on your Wii U is... Well, it's cheaper, I think, the plug and play. It but is. Um, you get to hold that piece. You already own the Wii U. You don't own the NES Mini. That's the only difference. You would then have another object that you have to hold and keep in your house. You have to plug it in. You have to hook it up. All these things. Um, it's it's more efficient. It's easier to click the little button on your Wii U. Unless you want to have that physical thing, there's no benefit. <laughs> Other than it's a little cheaper, but only in this rare case. There's no benefit unless you want to hold it. <laughs> so you're like you're de- you're that dead set against digital, yeah? Just so you can rub these things on your skin? <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess if you want to say it like that, but come yeah. on, man. It's what's up with that? It's all mental. <laughs> it's the same reason that we have like you don't need any of these. 
You can have all these for free right now on a Raspberry Pi, but here you are. <laughs> yeah, so that's in that case, <laughs> I I don't I do like the official digital. So mm-hmm. uh, your Steam downloads, your eShops, your PSN network, your yep. Xbox Live. I like the official why, why? digital downloads. I feel like you get a little more support from that. I feel like it's going to be there longer. The quality is going to be there. And I still feel like I'm contributing to the people who help to make these games so that they continue to help make these games. Fair enough. Um, a lot of people will say, well, they haven't, this, you know, Mario 3 hasn't cost Nintendo any money in 30 years. Why the fuck are we still paying for this game over <laughs> over again? Well, the answer to that is, you don't have to. Right. Stop yeah. buying it. Yeah. yeah. If you have it in physical, don't buy digital. Yeah. If you've got, a, got it on the Wii, don't buy it on the Wii U. If you've got it on the 3DS, don't get it on the NX. There are people it's buying like, multiple copies of the same a lot game. of A lot of really popular shows I listen to that I love say that argument. Like, how many fucking times are I going to buy Metroid? Stop buying it, <laughs> shithead. <laughs> you still it? own all these other consoles that you can play it on. <laughs> just stop fucking buying it. You're like, not Nintendo's not like... Nintendo's not coming over going, here you go, Mr. Jones, you got to buy this again. Like, <laughs> just fucking stop buying it, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but yeah... So I do prefer the official digital copies. And I do definitely see... You look at Steam, you get games on sale for fucking pennies. Pennies, man. You know what I mean? And Digital I, is cheap. I'm not and a, it should be. It's digital. It should be. You know what I mean? I agree. I'm not a PC gamer, so I'm not really into Steam. I do like consoles. I do like still having physical copies of games. Me too. Um, but I do definitely see the benefit to digital games. If the NX releases and they say any games digitally that you own on the Wii U transport to the NX... I still got Shovel Knight. I, I now have a console that launches with Shovel Knight and Super Metroid and... You think that'll do that? I hope they do. I really hope they do because they're unifying all of their things. Whether or not they do or not. And I actually said PS3 to PS4 transfers over. But I'm after I said it, I'm pretty sure they don't. I was going to say, I don't the know. The two libraries. But they might... Because I, I know you can go from to Vita, right? And I think Vita goes to PS4, doesn't it? I don't know. So maybe you could... Daisy chain it somehow. But the, but the possibility to be able to transfer that, and that's how it should be. When one system leaves and another one comes in, all that digital content should move with you. When you buy a new computer, your Steam library doesn't disappear. It's still fucking there. Yeah. So come on, consoles. You're already moving into the, I want to upgrade RAM this year. Right. So move into the, I'm going to unify all your accounts for okay, it. Okay, so what are the downsides to digital? Downsides to digital is that if the physical item you're playing it on breaks and you have to... Well, no, because you can re-download it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's still available. So if the servers go down, you lose the ability to re-download. Right, right. That's one downside to it. Yep. But that works for these for physical. It's the same as well. with physical, yeah. If the you get uh, cartridge or you get. Uh, well, look at the plug and play. Drop. For example, that's thirty games you're going to be. Well, I mean, it's like a compilation, but still, that's thirty games you're going to be losing. <laughs> that's right. You would lose thirty, and then you would have a sixty dollars paperweight that looks like an NES. Uh, well, I guess the only other thing that makes a plug and play good is with these, you need the game to work and the system to work with the plug and play. It's just the one thing. Anyway. Yeah, that's plug plays are another discussion. So, <laughs> physical or digital downsides are yes, if the server shuts down that holds the main source of the digital content, and then you lose the device that has the digital software on it, you can't re-download it. You've paid for nothing. Mm. But that is a that's a lot of ifs. It doesn't happen at all. I can't think of many games. That and I've... it's the same. It's the same with these. If I put well, I put in uh, Super Smash Bros. for my N sixty four, and it doesn't turn off. Doesn't no. Are so, you trying to sell them? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's the battery or what it is, but yeah. that's a physical game, and that stopped working, and that's gone to me now. Yep. I so, can't just go and re-download it. The only other thing is, what would you prefer, to have a box back here with everything on it, 
or have this? Well, like, will there be a time where you're all digital? That's what I was I don't think I will ever go full digital because mm -hmm. I do still enjoy, and in this case, I enjoy the nostalgia of the NES. I enjoy the nostalgia of the Super Nintendo. It takes me. I don't collect those because they're a superior way to play the games. No. I collect them because they remind me of a time in my life when I was happy and when things were simple. That's it, man. That's why I collect those. That's but it. But going forward, mm -hmm. like, I, I don't... I still have... It's I grew not up like, on carts. I grew up on discs. Like, I, I will always have that thought that when I go to play a game, I'm putting something in. So, it's just... It's all mental. Etrian Odyssey 2 is a game that I started on the deployment. Or, we'll do Pokemon uh, uh, or... Or Alpha Sapphire. Okay. I started it on the deployment. I finished it on the deployment. Yeah. Uh, and I had the physical copy. I bored my daughters. If I never had the physical copy of that and I just had digital, that'd be fine with me. Because it's not like there was a ton of fucking great emotions that I want to tie at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah. as an adult and as I run out of space, I find <laughs> I have less attachment to new games than I do to older games. Yes, I still enjoy them. Yes, there are still games that I love and that hit me like Child yeah. of Light struck me amazingly. Right. Shovel Knight was another game. But there are less current-gen games. On the PS3, I could name maybe two current-gen games that I got, that elicited an emotional response out of me. Mm -hmm. uh, those being Mass Effect 2 and Dragon Age. Mm -hmm. um, thanks, Bioware. Uh, so there are less new games that elicit that response out of me. So if I can get them cheaper digitally, then I'm going to save some money. Um, as well, having CDs on a shelf isn't as cool... It's not. I don't have that same feeling as having that cart and slamming that cart in. Hmm. That's the other thing is they should be cheaper. Um, a lot of times they aren't now, though, especially with new releases. No. But um, the other question is you see these people with Steam libraries that have like 1,800, 2,300 games. Like, is that a good thing? Or? Well, those people are hoarders. They, they need to see help. <laughs> That's the thing is when I own a game digitally, I forget about it very easily. When I have it staring me at the, in the face. And you've played every game you own on your shelf. Yes, every game. You've played every game on your shelf. Yeah. How Bullshit. Many, how many games do you think I own? Bloodborne. Oh, except for my PS4. I just got my PS4, though. Oh, uh, okay. So you yeah. played every other game? And that's because it broke, or I would have played, played every other game that's on your shelf that you own? Yeah. Every single one, except for maybe a couple of games we got with that giant lot. <laughs> That'd yeah. be it, though. There's no way. What What do you think I own that I haven't played? I don't know, but I'm sure I can walk in there and pull something <laughs> off your shelf. Nope. Tales of, Des of uh, Destiny. I don't own uh, that. Tales of... What's that one you got that was really expensive? Tales of... Oh, I, I played that. I think it is Destiny. Is yeah. It? Anyway, I played it. <laughs> Yee's Memories of Celsetta. Yeah, I played it. <laughs> That's the thing is, I forget about... I have, I, I've actually purchased back in the day, or I've downloaded games and never ever played them. I think that's why I've always been away from it. I just like having the physical Well, I have physical games on my shelf that I haven't played. I have four PS4 games. I don't even on PS4. <laughs> I know, I know. I need help. Um, but that's the thing is, it's... it's there's hit or miss for both. Like, there's plus and minus. There's not, I'm not against it. But not everybody has a game room where they can put all their games up. A lot of people, their physical games are in boxes. They live in apartments. Right. That's so why it's impossible mine. to say one is better than the other. It's not. You can have one or the other, or you can have both. <laughs> there are definite... There's benefits to both. There are benefits to both, and... Like, look at these games. Look at um, Smack Brothers that you're selling. You couldn't sell that if you owned it digitally. You're right. I mean, there's benefits to both sides. That's true. You can't regret, I suppose, that's the downside of digital, is that if you buy something and you regret buying it, you can't, you can't flip it for a couple of bucks. Right. Right. Okay. There are positives and negatives to both, it looks like. Yeah. And, uh, I know. So what do you guys think? What do you prefer? 
how you set it up. And uh, it's not a right versus wrong. It's not a no. yes versus no. no. Uh, we're just interested. Obviously, we have differing opinions. So uh, hmm. it's okay for you to have them too. We don't judge you. Yeah. Much. All love. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag CC love. <laughs> That's our next segment. It is. Kind of. Questions and answers. Here we go. <laughs> CC answers. So this week we're going to start with a question that came in late for last week's from Musty Hobbit. Yep. At Musty Hobbit. And that is... Uh, how do you guys prefer your labels, boxes, etc., for items in the collection? That's easy, Musty. For me, I prefer to not have boxes unless they are any Nintendo or NES or SNES boxes. I would rather not have them. They are not worth the price of admission. Mm. Uh, when when a when a cardboard box can increase the price of a game by a hundred dollars, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I do require that the label be. Uh, at least a four out of five condition wise. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take any rips or tears, but I will take some fraying around the edges or maybe a little bit of fading. For Genesis, I like to have that, that clamshell. I don't know who the fuck was growing up throwing those away. Uh, if you are one of those people, stop listening, stop downloading, because what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, oh don't do that. I'm so sorry. I have, I didn't take my pill today. Oh my. No, seriously. It's like, it's like you go, you walk into a, a used game store, uh, and you see a, a stack of loose, DS games. Who the fuck's throwing away DS cases? I don't know. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of like you. If I can get it for the same price, a box version, I'll, I'll take it, sure. Um, but I will never spend more for the box. Um, in terms of how I organize them and stuff, like, do you do alphabetical or? I try to do alphabetical by system. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't really have an order the more I think about it. My NES isn't organized at all. Right, I, I, but I keep my systems together, I guess. My NES is all together, you know, I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, um, what was the other part of the question? Labels and what? Uh, labels, boxes, etc. Yeah, I mean, I'm not picky when it comes to completing box. I don't, as long as I can play it. Except for um, disc-based games. Yeah. I, I don't want just a generic jewel case. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, same here. If, yeah, if it's a disc-based game, I want the case case. Yeah, isn't that weird? Well, why does it matter? Because there's no physical cart, so really that case is the physical part of it. Mm. What about the disc? This wow. is physical. It's just a CD. Yeah. Or a DVD or a Blu-ray yeah. or... But how about you guys? What do you uh, like? Uh, next up, a completely unsarcastic question from Vintage Video Game Geek, <laughs> at Vintage VG Geek, and he asks... Isn't it about time for Cartridge Bros, that's me, P1, to retire the Under Armour t-shirt? So I assume the t-shirt Vince is just talking about is my white uh, Under Armour t-shirt that I've worn. I think I wore it in our first video, and there's a rip in the left shoulder. It's a nice shirt. Um, vintage is right. That shirt, uh, the rip does, it is on slightly, and I have uh, considered throwing it away. Colleen has actually asked me on multiple occasions to throw it away. <laughs> the, the problem is, that's the shirt that I was wearing uh, on my first trip to Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, sorry, my second trip to Norfolk, Virginia. When I met Mr. Geek, and it's the shirt I was wearing that day. Uh, so on that day, up till then, Vintage had uh, reached out to us on Twitter. We'd uh, spoken uh, on the Retro Rejects podcast. He'd been on uh, our Cartridge Club. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is, uh, after the first two months of our YouTube channel, P2 was getting a little discouraged at the fact that we were at, like, I think we had 16 subscribers. I don't, I don't know. Nine of which were family members. Uh, and our videos were averaging less than 10 views a video. And not, they weren't fantastic videos, but, uh, so he was getting discouraged, they suck. Uh, and he was looking at, at shutting it down. P2's a really introverted guy, so he was like, okay, this was maybe a bad idea. I should go back to just watching. And it was Vintage who reached out to us, and I don't know how he found us, subscribed, and started commenting on all of our videos, 
giving us tips and reaching out to us and really lending us a hand. And um, he encouraged Mark and myself to continue to go on. And since that point, Mark has blossomed into the less introverted person that is around now. Uh, he vintage. If it wasn't for Vintage, there would be no Cartridge Club. If it wasn't true. for Vintage, the Cartridge Bros channel wouldn't exist. Isn't that crazy? So, so on the, the day that I met him, I was wearing that white Under Armour shirt. I forgot how we got on it. And it meant a lot to me that day to actually see him and bring him for a tour of the ship and uh, sort of uh, just grow our friendship even closer. And that's why, even though there's a hole in the shirt, I still have it today and I still wear it because it reminds me of that day when him and I met and had such a great time together. Um... But you're right, Vintage. Uh, the hole, I guess, is a pain, so maybe I'll throw that out. Hasn't cleaned it since. Still smells like Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your question. <laughs> next up. <laughs> you're wearing that shirt next, next I time. I am. I, well, I was going to wear it tonight, but now i got to throw it out. Vintage said so. <laughs> next up, we got a question from uh, Rob at Bonus Barrel, which is... Oh. Rob at Bonus Barrel, and it's at Bonus Barrel. Rob at Bonus Barrel? What are you talking about? Rob. I know that's Rob, but I don't know what you're saying. But I'm saying Rob at Bonus Barrel, and then I was going to say his oh, Twitter handle. Oh, okay, all right. So I would have sounded like I was repeating myself. Gotcha, Instead, gotcha. Instead, we had this little back and forth. I like it. Thanks, Rob. So if anybody <laughs> needs to know where to get them. So uh, he wants to know what the first thing in a gaming magazine you remember reading and which one. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is a top... Oh, it's the... Uh... The Mario 3 levels. It was the first time I realized that you could uh, fly up in the first world. I was really young. And uh, and there was clouds and stuff with coins in it up there. That was the first thing I remember reading. Cool. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. I don't remember reading any gaming magazines as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the second issue of Retro Magazine um, <laughs> before I realized that their editor was a scumbag. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, that counts. What, what, what part do you remember reading? I guess that's it. What do you remember it reading? It was their RPG uh, issue, and they talked about uh, Final Fantasy in there and a bunch of RPGs. Mm-hmm. I think I read, I remember reading Pats. Yeah. I had one in there. <laughs> um, so that's mine. Yeah. How about you, Rob? Are you going to go to archive.org? I bet you are. I mean, he's probably there now. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have a question from Duke at Retro Nonsense, at Duke0619, and uh, he wants to know what the worst game you ever liked is. And his answer is oh, Gumshoe man. on the NES. This is tough. I forgot to think about this. I might, uh... I don't know. If I liked it, I don't think it was bad. <laughs> I didn't hate... Uh... Yeah, but the general consensus is okay. it's bad, but you liked it. So I didn't hate Mass Effect 3. I really enjoyed Mass Effect 3. And that got slammed by just about everyone in the gaming industry. It's a good answer. Um, I didn't hate it. I didn't detest the ending that a lot of people really hated. Uh, and I, uh, I actually liked the additional multiplayer parts that you shoehorned in. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to say Mass Effect 3, or Dragon Age 2, which is, uh, another game that a lot of people didn't like, and I enjoyed, because I found they, they increased the, uh, oh, I know the fluidity of the combat. Fair enough, fair enough. Did you like the ending of 3? I didn't hate it. I wasn't up in arms like everybody else was. 2 was so good for me that they really could have, 3 could have ended with him waking up from a dream as the father on, uh... Malcolm in the middle, and I'd have been okay with it. Oh, boy. <laughs> that would have been a good... Anyway. Uh, Lagoon is what I'm going to pick. It's a game on the SNES. What happened? You might. <laughs> I don't know if you do or not. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there it is. Um, nobody, nobody likes Lagoon. It's it's pretty not good, but I love it. Tell us in SimCity again. Dude, SimCity is awesome! <laughs> Thanks for your question, Duke. Thanks, Duke. How about you? He said already, Gumshoe on the NES. Oh, he did. Can you read these? I didn't... Play Gumshoe. Have you ever played Gumshoe? No. I don't even know what he's talking about. What is it? Half the Tower. Is it a shooter game? 
<laughs> Dude posted as, as Cartridge Bros. I man. know. He's, he's official now. He is. So if you could just keep doing that, I'm going to take some uh, take a break. <laughs> so next up, we have Julian Vega at JJ19862004. And he wants to know, what do you remember about your old arcade you guys went to? His was called Circus Pizza Arcade. Hmm. The only one I remember was down at Downsview Mall. Yeah. Uh, back when we used to be there. And mom told me not to go in there because it was scary and there was bad bad kids in there. Yeah, that's what our mother told us. And we never got to go in. Uh, I used to go to the arcade at the movie theater. Does that count? Uh, maybe yeah. three or four times. Yeah. I play. I would play a uh, what's that cop game? Time Crisis. Is it time? That's what I I beat that when we went to see Phantom Menace. I would play. I don't think it was Time Crisis. Yeah, the blue gun and the pink gun. Yeah, it's Time Crisis. Okay. Anyway, that I don't really never spent a lot of time in arcades. I uh, didn't like a lot of other kids then, and I definitely don't like kids now. <laughs> Thanks for your question, Julian. Next Thank up, you. we got uh, Hibiki TMD at the Hibiki TMD, and he wants to know. Also, he's a new Cartridge Club member. Welcome to the club. Yep. He wants to know: Is Pilot Wing sixty four a good game? I haven't played it. Yeah, I haven't played it either, but I'm going to say probably not. I don't really uh, like Pilot Wings games, so... I recently paired my N64 want list to 13 games, and it's not on it. <laughs> so... But the man to ask is Ryan Gorman uh, at yep. It's Rocket Sauce. He's the N64 guy for the club. Yeah. Uh, so I would definitely check with him. Ryan, maybe you could sign off in the comments and let him know if Pilot Wings 64 is a good game. Yeah, I've never been... been... Like even the one on the SNES, I played it for like a minute. I never. I could say no, but it's a it's a game I haven't played and wouldn't give it a fair assessment. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we have Mrs. Q Dog. She has two questions. Question one: What game have you played and didn't finish because it was too hard? Lemmings. Really? Yeah. You ever be. beat Lemmings? Nope, and I'm sure you haven't either. No, I think I have. No, I don't think you have. Oh, I'm gonna say I beat Lemmings. Oh, it's all. Let's challenge Can each you other. prove that I haven't? Do you own it? No. Me neither. <laughs> So if anybody out there owns a copy of Lemmings, go ahead and send that to... <laughs> It'd be a fun club game. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Lemmings. lemmings. I uh, love Lemmings. I it, it gets really hard. <laughs> huh. I'm going to say uh, Dark Souls. Yep, Dark Souls for me. You never finished it? I thought you did. No, I beat Demon Souls, which right. is going to be my answer to the next question. Okay. Uh, I didn't beat Dark Souls. Uh, I can't remember what was happening when that came out, but I got... I, I don't know how far I got in it, but... I was really enjoying it, and then I just stopped playing. I remember when you stopped. I think something else came out. Uh, I don't know, but it was very difficult. I think it was, was, uh, what was it? Two Worlds 2. Yeah, maybe. That was, a, that was a gem. <laughs> Do you want to know what game I returned? Because it was fucking good. <laughs> and <laughs> second question. Uh, what is the hardest game you did finish? And for me, as I just said, is Demon's Souls on the PS3. Uh, when, P, uh, when Mark first got his PS... It's easier to say your name. When Mark first got his PS3... He bought Demon Souls, and I uh, played it with him, or watched him play the first half an hour, and instantly he was like, this is the dumbest game ever. You hate it. There's no story. There's no structure. How the fuck do you know what you're supposed to do? I have no desire to play this. It was uh, So then he beat it and told me that you could go online and see how many people had beaten it in your area, and he was like one of three in yeah, Nova Scotia who had beaten the game. I don't know so I was like, show, was oh, I gotta beat that. <laughs> so then I got it. And uh, I played it, and it was hard. It was challenging, but I instantly found that same reward that you got from playing games on the NES, and the SNES, mm. and it drove me to finish it. That is what did it for me too. That uh, and so I guess the answer to this question would have to be an older game. Um, I did end up beating Ninja Gaiden. I guess that would be one of the harder ones. Yeah, but it's not as hard, I guess, as number two. 
So you want number two? I get that there. So maybe I'll re-answer this question next week. Yeah, and you can have it because it's fucking getting off my shelf. Thanks for the question, Mrs. Q. Also, by the way, uh, of the two of you, you definitely look better in a shirt. Oh! <laughs> but if Eric wasn't wearing pants, then maybe. Ooh, time um, now. Next up, we got a question from Jeremy Threeb. Uh, and <laughs> Big Threeb fan. At Jeremy3EB. And he wants to know, what is your favorite kind of sandwich? Ooh. To no brainer for me, peanut butter and jam. Strawberry jam, preferably. If I have to, I'll take raspberry jam. Would that is a staple? A Subway sandwich count? Sure. Why wouldn't you pick one of them? You pick peanut butter and jam or Subway? Dude, I fucking crush peanut butter and jam. Peanut butter and jam is good. I would eat peanut butter and jam for lunch every single day. I did it as a kid. I would happily do it as an adult. The fact that you can't take peanut butter sandwiches to school now because kids have peanut allergies is a fucking travesty. Oh boy. There are generations of children missing out on the opportunity to have a delicious craft peanut butter and jam sandwich on soft Ben's bread, waiting for them. <laughs> Nobody goes to Ben's. Waiting for them in their lunch bag at school because some fucking kid oh, who can't boy. have peanuts that has is... to shut it down for the whole school. You know what? My kids are allergic to bullets, so stop bringing guns to school. They would kill. <laughs> oh my gracious! Do grilled cheeses count? <laughs> Go with grilled cheese. Thanks for the question, Jeremy. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, we got a question from Bill at SEC Pod, and uh, oh, he boy. wants to know the funniest, scariest crewmate foreign port STD scare. So I'll give everybody a second to stop to, to get their kids out of the room before I tell this oh, story. Oh boy! All right. Yeah, because they're not they're not already open. What you've been saying before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can't tell this story, Bill. Come on, man. Come on. There was there, there was one guy. Uh, years ago, who woke up one morning uh, with what looked like, uh, I don't know, but I know that he never told his fiance at the time that anything had happened. So. Awkward. Yeah. He that. probably throws away DS cases. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that story. So, are there any others? Because I know sometimes they didn't have CC answers. No, so if they didn't have CC answers in their tag, then they probably didn't get read, and that'll be your lesson to do it next time. Oh, boy. I'm still fired up with the peanut butter thing. <laughs> I get more heated with that peanut butter than I did I'll with the digital you, versus I'll digital. make you one when we're done. <laughs> That's it, folks. That's uh, CC Weekly for the week of August 7th. Yeah. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store, please step over to www.cartridgeclub.org and check out the website. As well as our podcast there, you can find the monthly Cartridge Club podcast. As well, you can find many other great podcasts and videos such as Retro Fandango, in the Q-Dog host, and J-Rock the Game Rocker. If you are already on the website and you're a part of the community and you love it and you would like to help see it grow, you can go over to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club and you can donate some money there where all funds go directly to the development and the production of the website and is not uh, kept by any members of the Cartridge Club. All right. I'm Player One. I'm Player Two. And this has been CC Weekly. Mm-hmm.